All right, let me know if that happens. I can, I'm doing the best I can. I'm half in, half out, trying to get, you know, aligned with the modem in the uh, office here. So, uh, yeah. I hope it's already past the day where you heard the message of non-duality and then there was the hearing of the message of non-duality. That's what really resonates. That's the thing that triggers that echo and uh, brings about a lot of last answers. Really. And it's incredible to have uh, the head put to rest so much. Yeah, because it really feeds on possibilities if I should, even if there isn't a possibility, it acts as if there was like I would have, I would have been a great surfer if I didn't get run over by the car, but I got run over by the car. It conveniently forgets that. Yes. So here, this obviously a seeker or the seeking is agitated. Yes usually accompanied by anxiety that you're not going to find what you're looking for or with the spiritual pride someone else is going to get there first yeah or someone who hasn't gone to as many meetings as you have mm -hmm. how did they, they wake up or whatever it can be so it's agitated and anxious and what dries up is that anxiety that agitation I don't know if you've really had a sense of being convinced in this life, but I believe non-duality really uh, brings down the gavel yeah, on a lot of insane, imaginated uh, possibilities. So you lose all interest in getting it because you know you can't. You lose interest in, I wanna have a peak non-duality experience you see that as an impossibility. There's no way you can write yourself into the story. That's what's incredible. Like, and we use the example of, you hear about a great party and when you get there, it sucks. And you can't seem to manage it to keep it going great when you get there. And this is hopefully, most of these squares here have run out, ran out that clock already, yes? And so basically that exhaustion of trying to arrive at where you already are, I feel is can be a primer in time uh, to hear this message. So, uh, and what can a system that's failed show you it fails? And how many things have we relied on? People, places, things, amulets, fucking whatever, 108 around the temple statue, Tons of stuff, yeah, the shape, you know, the rose, the beads, the this, the that, the prayers. And basically, there's always the sense, without being investigated, that it's you praying, you walking around the 108 things, you surrendering your life. We had an interesting thing on Thursday in the recovery meeting. A young person, a person who was new into the program, was concerned about this idea of the third step of the program, which is to turn one's will and life over to the care of a higher power. But it's preceded by a statement, we made a decision. So she was going, I don't know if I'll be able to surrender or to let go. And I said, that's not necessary. That's going to be an effect that's going to occur later. What's necessary is just make the decision. Yeah. Are you? Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but are you? ready to turn your will and life over to the care of higher power with all the evidence of how failed it was directed by self-will and that's hopefully and so basically all the primary schooling happened in the streets all happened in your own life and you get to a point where the step of the first step of recovery is to admit you're powerless over alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it may be, people, and that your life is unmanageable. Now, when I came, went into recovery, I thought my life's unmanageability was based on my drinking and using. When I stopped drinking and using, I saw that wasn't true. I saw that there was something that was, a t was managing that was causing the unmanageability. See, so the way I looked at life was askew 
And therefore, every step taken from that view turned out sort of going south, so to speak. Yeah. So that all that cleared up. So there I am. I walk in. I'm thinking, and like I used to act out, did a lot of cocaine. And I used to act out on an emotional level, and I figured that was from the cocaine. Stop doing the cocaine. That behavioral pattern showed its face the next year or two. So I was constantly proven wrong. I wasn't, but the head was constantly being proven wrong. You know, that every way it looks at things wasn't, isn't what's going on. And then after you get enough of this evidence, you realize that's in a sense, the problem. It's not what I'm seeing, it's how I'm seeing it, yeah? And self, Therefore, the head is taking in all the information, as it says in the Course of Miracles, the brain is interpreting this event to the body, yeah, of which it is a part. So that's, so basically what's sucking in, the vacuuming all the information and collating it has a bias already, yeah? It already has that which the message is going to be sent to. It doesn't actually hear the message. Because the message is saying something else, all the information, but it tailors the interpretation of all the information to suit its idea, which is you as the doer, you as the thinker, you as the feeler. Yeah, it's already there. There's a bias in the interpretation. So you don't come on an honest level to the conclusion you're the doer. You are told you are. Yeah. You, and, and you just had, maybe you don't really grasp it now, but you've had a few years of definitely not being the doer. And it seemed to be fucking alive, you're shitting, smiling, doing this, running around. And then suddenly something happens and you're, you're, you're pointed out as the doer and therefore it starts, yes. And so what gets reinforced by the data being collated and gone over, uh, you know, nauseam at times, sometimes, is always predicated by a bias. So there's no objectivity in the view of self-centeredness. There is, it just gets skewed to support the self, this idea of self, because self needs to be supported. This idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, because it means so much more than just the body. It means I'm the doer. I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler, I'm the taster, I'm the one, yeah? And, and it really, its whole story, its story comes to life because it claims the pulse of I am. So the I am is on, incessantly on. You wake up and you don't have to coax yourself to see. You see actually when the eyes lids lives are closed anyway, you can feel that which is going to see. It's not encompassed only in seeing, you know, it's there. And then the, the barn doors open and it, it doesn't like, oh, I'm a little slow at seeing today. You know, it's I got a, by 11, I should be, no, it's boom, the room, everything's there. Yes, it just goes off without any thought or effort, obviously. A lot of people are thinking, how can I stop it? I don't want to wake up. <laughs> And in a weird way, I think the idea, the pilgrimage, the, the crusade, the calling to wake up is a way of really getting what the head wants, which is the belief that you're not awake. Yeah, seriously. I seriously see it that way. So, uh, <laughs> so, so getting back to what happened with the recovery thing. So this idea of this self is being reinforced constantly by the, I call it selfing, all the activities. Yeah, so when you're remembered, you're remembered as a body, but you're not, it doesn't feel that. You, as the body represents the feeling of being the doer, the thinker, the seer, the hearer, the taster, the toucher, yeah? When any, when any time, the, the feeling of the seer is produced. It's pictured as a body, but it's not really felt as a body. It's felt as I'm the seer. 
I'm seeing everything. I'm the one who's thinking. It doesn't, you may, it's vague. You don't really feel the body's thinking, yeah? But you, there's a sense of being the thinker and that's attributed to the body. So it can be remembered, yes? Because to be something you're not, you'd have to constantly remember it. You can't, because if you forget to remember, it doesn't have any effect. Just like when you're doing something you like, swimming or surfing or whatever it may be, walking in the nature, it stops quite a lot, the remembering of self. So you're feeling fucking great, walking around. No one's like collating and making it a story. It just, you know, uh, catching so much shit that the, the, the narration of self will never catch anyone. Anyway. The aliveness of the colors, like today even, we had our own East Coast, some of the trees are going off, like super yellow gold, and it's incredible. And then based with like a dark green fur or a redwood, it was awesome, I was driving down the road. Yeah, so this stuff is happening. And then when your, your interest and attention is moved by that activity, you forget the remembering of self. Well, this is the activity of satsang or non-duality is to move the interest and attention off of that idea and therefore, and be available to what's happening. It doesn't have to be a heroic 30 foot wave. It could be just looking at the water hitting the pan or the, or the, or the glass in the, in the sink. Yeah? Just hearing you know, noise outside a fucking hawk, the, you know, the goose, the geese are flying now where I am over and they're going off. Yeah. So you're available now, not to the narrative. We like to call it being up the ass itself, the narrative, but you're. You're awake. I mean, you don't set out to listen to a hummingbird. You're just out there and then a hummingbird shows up. Yeah. You know, you're walking to get like a, a popular up there and then a couple of plants are uh, blooming and they're shouting at you silently and rooting you wow. And some of them are small, little, you got to look, some are big and you're just walking around being greeted all day, basically. Hey, hoi, hi, he, ha, oh, ha. You don't have the headphones of the head self and you're not, you know, glued into your own golden oldies. You're available, yeah? And then so, and life's touching you in a way. It's do, 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 do. Yeah, so to me, we're all awake. We are, yeah. You may believe there's a special awakeness that's better than being awake. I don't, I like the dog shit awareness of, of, of awakeness because the head doesn't, the head is sort of like the eye of Sauron. It's constantly looking for the ring. If there's no ring, it, it, it loses interest and then things fucking grow. Yeah, so this idea of, uh, uh, it just works, yeah, that's all I can say. And I'm talking from it, doing its work on me. I'm not hoping it's going to do something. Yeah. That's what I used to live on before. There's no hope involved in this. It's just a fact that you're awake. Now here in this dreaming, and you get interruptions, you go to sleep. Some people forget it anyway. I mean, I watch a movie with Amelia, she forgets it completely the next day. I got to explain to her, what was it? And it was just like, we just saw the movie, you know? But so there's a lot of the feeling of, of what's happening is fleeting, isn't it? It feels like you've got to work to try to sort of frame it and capture it because it just has the tendency to dissipate and disappear. And just, you know, whatever the emptiness surrounding whatever event, it just disperses into the emptiness. Yeah, it's very difficult. It is. And why do you, you know, why do you want to really? After a while, you just let what comes go. And then there you are. There you are all day. And so then now that you've had some of the questions directed correctly to what's not going on, 
you're now experiencing or finding out or observing other events and, and uh, an event that's always happening. So it appears like a non-event, which is being, you're just on, yeah? And then you see the absurdity. I've never seen this which is on demonstrate any thought or effort to be on, never. Why would you think you could get there by thought and effort? This makes no fucking sense. So, yeah. So to me, it's a disarming message. And one of the main effects of it is you lose interest in a lot of these imaginary tributaries, these troughs that the mental state has done. And it's thinking it's gonna take your, your water of attention and interest and just lead it nowhere, lead it to its own, its own farm, like stealing the water that we could all use, bring, you know, funneling it to its old farm of what's not happening. <laughs> Growing crops from yesterday and tomorrow, producing tons of anxiety and dread. You know, it's insane, but it's our attention and interest that feeds those crops. And I truly believe you can't go over every fucking crop, just see the one, this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler. It's not asking to go and judge everything that's ever been seen. We're asking one simple thing. Uh, what the hell is the seer? Yeah. And if it comes after the seeing, yet is held in such a high regard, it's, it's presupposed to be before everything else, you're witnessing a heist, really, yeah? Sort of like a robbery. It's like when they have that beautiful painting, they don't just steal the painting, they replace it with a fake painting, and then they got the Van Gogh and some guy, down, you know, on, you know, Sixth and Market in San Francisco painted it, you know, for 20 bucks. And now the Van Gogh, everyone goes and looks, oh, and it's not the original. Some, it was stolen. This is sort of what like happens. We get an interpretation of life instead of, and we've, and it's replaced the, the living of life. Now, in the living of life, there is an interpretation of life. But if the head gets absorbed in the interpretation of life, it basically denies the living of life, really. It may not say that, but its actions do that. It's like the Course says, you know, firm in faith uh, to be this something else that I, I believe your head has made to be yourself is the act of denial of what you are. Yeah? So this constant attention and interest let's call it the water of life, getting funneled to this old farm, yes, with the, you know, the forbidden fruit of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah, you know the tree by its fruits, you know something's going on. When you recognize you're not the seer, oh man, the scene gets emphasized, yeah? The scene gets emphasized. When you're not the hearer, the hearing gets emphasized. It's not so much, or everything you hear, there's opinions and, and let's say predilections towards or against it, but the hearing of it is noticed, yeah? You're on to being on, now you're awake to mm -hmm. being awake. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that's one of the possibilities here. You can seemingly be asleep to being awake or you can seemingly be awake to being awake. And I find for me, what allowed that the latter to stabilize was the message of non-dwelling. Because I had no idea that there was some activity that was claiming whatever I seemingly did or whatever downloaded in me always seemed to get claimed by the idea that it was Paul. Yeah, I didn't see it until I did. And then I've never not seen it since. Yeah, And I'm believing this isn't an unusual event. I feel the repetition of satsang will do the same thing, yeah? And once the, the, the balance of interest and attention sufficiently moves to one side, uh, there's not much struggling, yes? It's like 50%, you know, 0 0.00001 is enough, yeah? It's just, it's just, because the interest and attention is imbalanced now. There's an obsession There's being driven a certain way. And for many of us, they've turned into dead ends, yes?
Yeah. Hey, bro. Come on in. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I love this message because there's no demand to it. Yeah. Really, it's a disarming message in a way. You just sit with what you think you want to get out of and check it out, and not as a giant martyr. Oh, I'm sitting through all this stuff. No. If you get up, you see you're not that either. If you sit through, you're not that, yeah? It doesn't matter what happens, the singularity that's presupposed before it gets questioned, yeah? When the singularity gets questioned, all the meaning that was given to doing it or not doing it gets changed, yes? Yes, because it's not about what you're doing or not doing, it's about the idea of who's doing it. That's where the meaning really is going. So when that's noticed, then you lose uh, some of the shit that you thought was so important to get clear about. Ah, fuck it, doesn't matter. <laughs> really, and then you realize the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. Yeah, it is. The real liberation here, and there's, there's, only, there's the only place you could dream of liberation is here in the dreaming that you're bound, yeah? Let's put that clearly. In liberation is an inherent state. We're not bound to this dreaming. This dreaming is not tattooing something on our soul or on our inherent self that's going to have to keep playing itself out until it, you know, changes the, the little loop of the L so it's straight. I just don't believe it. I believe this means this is a whole, this is much ado about nothing, as Shakespeare says. <laughs> yes, I really do. And of course, it has tons of meanings at times. Yeah, at times, but the underlying point doesn't variate. You can amplify it or min minimize it somewhat, yeah? But that which can get amplified by us doesn't get amplified, it always is, yeah? It's just, and I find the way we amplify it is minimizing the other activity, yeah? Like Jesus says, you can't serve two masters at the same time. What was he speaking about? Most people think that there's no master. <laughs> so why do you mean two masters at the same time? I'm the only, yeah, no. There's two masters going on. In recovery, we call it the infinite or the uh, finite self. Yeah, basically, the interest and attention is going to go one way or the other. Yes, yes. And you'll know by you'll know that way by the effects it demonstrates. Yes. Yeah. So if you're traveling lighter, you're on to something. If you're traveling heavy and and the way you think about the word enlightenment's making even worse, you're not on to something. Enlightenment, the entertaining of enlightenment shouldn't cause huge heaviness or fucking distress. When its whole definition, one of them is the cessation of all suffering, you're being caught in the act of doing the exact opposite of what you're hoping to arrive at. Your enlightenment is causing suffering. <laughs> the idea of it, not enlightenment, but the idea of it is causing suffering. Same thing with the idea of awakening has causing as can cause suffering. Now, there's awakening no matter what. You are. It's a present tense condition. You're the truth of it. The I am is the giant, is the largest broadcast of the authenticity of the statement, you're awake. It's the I am, it's pulsating, yes? If we had 12 sense gates, it would come out of 12 sense gates. If there was 80, it would come out of 80. If there was one, it would come out of one. Is it 80, 12, and one? No, but it would come out whatever, Avenue, just like it's, it's amazing when you're walking around and you see a <laughs> you can't fucking stop it. Yeah, it's amazing. I would say this, these are, these are sort of clues in our in, in the uh, visualization, I feel somewhat the tiniest corner in the back of a yard and it's so abundant there. And if you ever sit on the grass 
I look down for 10 seconds, it's teeming with shit. There's ants moving, there's water bugs, stuff's happening. It's just incredible. But we're walking around, stepping on it, I have no idea. I just stop. wait a minute, there's so much shit going on. So what is that impulse? Obviously it's not real in the dreaming, but it's mimicking a reality of it. Yeah. I do not believe uh, you can become awake. I believe you are awake. And then you become awake to that fact. And it brings about a traveling light of here. Your idea that you're going to transcend any minute and, you know, in a blazing glorified, <laughs> it tends to go get dismissed that everyone's going to notice how wonderful you are. You, you forget about that. Um, <laughs> the, the people who've heard the message will appreciate the message so much they'll buy you an island. Not Long Island, not Staten Island, an island. You know, you're lucky to get a cup of coffee after a couple of years. <laughs> but you never get gypped. You're completely here. Yeah? All the opinions of yay or nay, it doesn't matter. The fact you're completely here. Yeah? I mean, not being here, I wanted to get out of this place completely. But the fact it was based on seemingly not being here. Mm -hmm. Now that I seemingly can escape, it's, I've been. <laughs> I would have loved to have like a rocket ship shoes <laughs> to take off, just fucking. And, uh, and I tried my best to do it, it didn't work. So, and I was frustrated and blamed myself and not so much others, but I blamed myself. And then I realized you can't get out of an imaginary place. Yeah, especially as an imaginary thing. <laughs> so, so calm down there, bro, chill out. <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> so, yeah. So I hope, uh, I hope you felt, it doesn't matter, understand a modicum of this. I think it gets through the Zoom. And um, it's, a, it's definitely an understanding that passes all understanding, along with a peace that passeth understanding. One of the things for the peace to stabilize, there has to be a bypassing of understanding. <laughs> When they call, talk about spiritual bypass, I'm all for spiritual bypass. When, you, when you're driving up and right in, the, right in front of you is old understanding, you want to bypass that motherfucker quickly. <laughs> you're not going to get, oh, I'm going to bring into a garage and get completely reverberation. It's going to look like a new understanding, but, but hell, that no, it's, no, just bypass that, yes? Realize your mental logic is insane outside of it. It is outside of it. Even, even to people three feet away, they know mostly, most of the ideas I have during the day, if I voice them to Amelia, I imagine she thinks at least 50% of them are insane. Yeah. But I'm just saying the mental logic is in a bizarro world. Yeah. We want to get out of what we're not in, and we want to get into what we're not out of. It goes that way all the way. Yeah. So, yep. Hallelujah. There's a solution. Yeah. When you when you think there's a problem, you need a solution. But if you run into this solution, there is no problem. <laughs> so the solution goes with the whole shebang. You're walking around pretty much naked, yes? You don't have a missile, you know, not, not a, you know, a missile like a Catholic book. You don't have beads or St. Christopher, Jude things. You're just fucking walking around naked. Yeah, completely, completely vulnerable. Something must take care of you, yeah? If you surrender so completely, something's going to take care of you, yeah? Yeah. So... All right, thanks. Uh, any questions? Everyone here knows too much.
better to ask any questions. <laughs> any questions? Did Chris get a phone? Eh? Did Chris get a phone? Chris got a phone. Oh. oh, he has it in a few days. Oh, good. The bill. <laughs> Tell Chris, tell Chris that John is clapping. In a few days, just go and get a phone. <laughs> it's, it's like it's an IKEA phone. I need direction how to put it together. All right, uh, we're going to take care of. Him. Don't worry, John. John in Italy. We're taking care of Chris. Don't worry. I know the first thing you think is Chris who, but he remembers you. You did him a great solid. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyone else? Any questions, Mike? There. Uh, no, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, nice to see Jack. Yeah, Jack's a pleasure to have in our community. And Michael A. S. Sherman and Walter. We got Beth. I think I've met Beth before. Yes. Yes. Nice to see you, Beth. And Tariq from New Jersey. Oh yes. What's <laughs> we got? Stewart and oh, nice to see Marty. Marty, uh, very nice. And uh, Marty, someone just sent me uh, not sent me an excerpt. I haven't read it yet, but he's someone who I I don't remember him, but he used to see me years ago. And he uh, he's written a book about self inquiry. So I'm gonna I'll let people know. I got to read a little of it first. That's interesting. I haven't seen any new stuff out there recently, but mostly I just pay attention to like things that come from Ramana. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, you can't you can't go wrong there, except if you need directions for the day, he may be dead. So it's nice to <laughs> nice to have a, a well, you just Look to see who needs the directions. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Grasshopper. <laughs> All right. Who else? Um, no hands up. No hands up. What time is I it? Like, I did like the, the your wording about naked. That would be the first, according to uh, the Adam and Eve thing. Sorry, that was I, first. I, was, I was thinking about time for a second there. What? <laughs> what my? I like that. I like your wording about naked because that. According to the Adam and Eve story, that was the first manageability was to put the fig leaf on. Oh yes, well that's after they ate the, they had a bite of the apple, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that was well. I guess the lying was the first manageability. Yeah. The lying. Yeah, I was saying, I was just liking the the, the naked metaphor. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the th you know it's obvious that. Well, first you have to see that there's a reliance on something going on. Yeah. We're not talking about who's or what's, just there's a reliance on something. And to have a, a look at that and see if it's reliable. Yeah. So if you see the way we talk about the head in recovery is it's playing God. So the head talks to us as us and informs us how life's going to be today, how it was yesterday, how it's going to be tomorrow, and basically hopes to sort of, you know, get in the pulse of living and, and keep you just uh, reacting to an interpretation, yeah, to the point where you're not even uh, awake to what's actually happening. You wait sometimes hours, sometimes years for the head to tell you what's going on, you know, like I notice with people, they go to work and they come home and at eight o'clock at night, the head tells them they've had a bad day. And now then they start talking and call me up. Hey, I had a bad day today, blah, blah, blah. I'm feeling really bad, blah, blah. but you would think they would have felt it when it was happening. Yeah. Yes. But no, it's a, it's a summation of information with a bias. And it's usually an, an unperceived bias. And what the message is, is to become having it become perceived. Yeah. So like an unsuspecting activity or shit that's going on without us knowing it. 
at least the first invitation is to start knowing it. Yeah. Now let's see what happens, but at least get an idea. And most stuff is usually starting their their uh, approach or their departure from there. Yeah, from Paul. Non-duality questions the whole substantiality of Paul. Beautiful. Yeah, because just like I had when I got into recovery, I wrote down about my significant relationships. And from my point of view, they had failed, you know, all of them. And then uh, I looked at the one constant in all of them was me. Yeah, I mean, I was in all the failed relationships. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there was a there was a projecting of failure onto the relationships coming from moi. Yeah, this was news to me, really. Yeah, but as soon as I was shown that, as somebody's trying to call us, as soon as I was shown that. It was, it's like I always knew it, yeah? I just needed to hear it a certain way. And a lot of it came from satsai, yeah? I heard it in a certain way that it triggered a recognition and an understanding, yeah? So there was all the data, but it wasn't being put into a, it was just sitting there. And then something triggered it and, ma and made it a momentum, yeah? So seeing the failure of the system was an incredible success. Yeah, it brought a lot of value, even though from the system, I saw it, there was no value in it. There was great value recognizing it's a failed system. Yeah, and having that put to rest, not like it's a failed system based on these conditions and only if I had enough money, it would be, no, it's a failed system, period, yes? And those periods are important. Yeah. There's like a pause and there's not a buying of the next advertising. And now you start to, you start, there's not a you, but there's a, a the ignorant promotion of this activity gets stopped. Yes. And now that, that information and stuff you used to look from is now being looked at. It's beautiful, I feel. And then you come to certain conclusions. That's what happened with me. I came to certain conclusions, and then coming to certain conclusions was over. And there was another thing. It was like, yeah, I looked into something until I didn't need to look into it. Yeah, and now I don't look into it anymore. I'm just looking from it. Yeah, that which I wanted to look into, I'm looking from it now. It's done its job. And that's the joy of being awake. It's not heavy. You don't have to have a lot of uh, accessories, yes? It's just, you can be naked and you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and if it could happen, you know, all, this, all the spiritual weightlifting ended with satsang with, for me. Yeah, when I heard the guy say, I'm like a man standing in the river selling water, I got it. Yeah, I didn't need to keep getting it. I got it. I walked out, never to be seen again. And uh, yeah, I hope it has the same power. And then it's nice here because we have a community. So most people that are coming to this message aren't trying to get anything. They're just enjoying what, what's already available. So far out, yeah, it's nice to get together. Yeah. So anyone else, any question? Yeah, Esther has her hand up. Hi, Esther. Esther. Tell me if you can hear this. Esther. The message is really great. Um, I had a, uh, what, what, uh, what used to be, um, well, I used to, the problem, a sense of a problem uh, was often experienced to such a measure before this message landed, is landing, uh, that I would have to spend like hours on the phone with Alan for, for non-dual talks. And um, so that's a big change. 
And this morning, I experienced what you described, the um, mental activity, the thinking, uh, the sense of a problem. And then there was uh, like a, 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 a looking at it as you're describing, I can't express it the way you do, but, but there was relief. And what happens now, the next step kind of thing for me is the relief is there. And then what do I do with my time? Like yeah, the next activity, the next activity, what do I do? And then the anxiety come, seems to be associated with that thought. And, and then I just wanted you to help me with this message, with that idea that- yeah, so, Esther, don't you see that the mental state may be uh, using getting stuck in what many people would say uh, frivolities is to really put you away from getting uh, to looking at the idea of time. Yeah, when you're busy having this happen and that happen, uh, time has its huge influence and it's not it's not looked at. Yeah, when you realize there's nothing to do what do you stare into is you stare into time there's no time at all it comes from us yeah yeah yes so yeah so the inv the invitation takes the uh weakens the attraction of all the frivolities and then you can see the thing the other the real influence which is time yeah and then to start getting an understanding, obviously uh, you have already a lot of clues. When you're feeling really good, time seems to go fast. When you're feeling shitty, time seems to go slow, yes? Yes. Yeah. So do you actually believe that time has gears, that it, that it goes into first and then goes back into reverse? No, what's no. My, well, my experience is, is that, um, there's a sense of timelessness. It's not that the time goes fast or slow, really. There's just, there's just hereness. That's experience. Yes. yes. Well, that's actually clearer, yes. But the effect is it looks like time is, was going faster because you were interested. Yeah, there was something drew you out of this. And then, so time obviously is not a structure. It's not a solid thing. It's, it's subjective, yes? Yes. So it's part of the dreaming. So if you, if you ever, hopefully you don't, but if you, if you ever run into a need for an understanding, the idea of all this, this, this event here as dreaming is pretty good. Yes. And so you could see that time is the, one of the main ingredients of the dreaming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then you start seeing used to think problems were suck, but problems actually make it clearer to see that it, there isn't you that has them. So problems have a value also. So a problem comes and it used to be your problem and then you'd recognize, and then you finally realize the problem comes and it's, it's not uh, set up with an attachment of mine. So that problem actually was a harbinger of the gospel in a sense good news was coming that there's no you that had the problem but there's problems yeah which is a good thing an understanding to have here because there are <laughs> things happen yeah <laughs> yes yes so now you look at maybe it starts on a on one level but you start looking at everything because you're seeing it differently so you're looking at everything differently yeah Yes. Yeah. Some things you don't because they're not necessary, but other things uh, are seen in a different light uh, that would never be entertained before because the self-centeredness is like a jealous God playing. It doesn't like the brook any other God. Yeah. And so the myopic view to be the only view has to deny the panoramic view, but the panoramic view includes the myopic view. 
Yeah. They're two different qualities. Yes. Yes. So, and you can tell, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't have to have a dead master to tell you you're awake. The awakeness will inform you when you lose interest in the, 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 uh, the idea of being asleep. It will. Yes. And yes. then you'll be a, like, like Buddha supposedly said, you know, be a lamp unto thyself. Yeah, I think that was one of his last little statements. Pretty profound statement, yes? Yes. Yeah, so you're going to, the light that you are is going to lead you. Not bad, eh? Wonderful. Yeah. What the happens with the head, it distracts and refracts the light and leads you. Uh, the way it uses light, it's almost like a darkness. And it leads you, it tends to become the guide of the darkness. It has no fucking idea where it's going yes jesus yeah it's like sell you know we used to do it with, with this room we'd be in this room and if you turned off the lights there would be some problems would occur yeah someone needs to go to the bathroom they don't know where the bathroom is they get up they run their knees against some chairs bump into someone who get a resentment you know and shit so there's all these problems when the, the lights go out and then there's some smart person that's selling maps to the bathroom for five bucks in the dark. And, you know, but then you need a light to look at that. And it goes on and on and then knee pads. So you're going to run into chairs, but they won't hurt as much. And it gets this whole fucking thing. All you got to do is turn on the light. You'll see where the bathroom is. You'll see, you'll see shit. <laughs> and we are light, obviously. We're awakeness, obviously. I mean, what happened to me was that the doing the dishes was a, a real problem. Like so much um, resentment came up, and 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 there would I would have to talk to Alan about you know all this anxiety and resentment about doing the dishes, you know. And now I'm traveling lighter, and it's it's I just pay attention to the breath I'm having fun it's just an enjoyment of just being just being this it's just yeah well and, and you know you can let Alan do it <laughs> I got I can help her tell Alan to do the dishes you'll feel lighter <laughs> yeah thanks Esther thank you I'm feeling everyone, it's me projecting. Everyone wants to get a coffee. I just, I'm clear about that. But I'm using you for cover. What's the time? What's the time? All right. So, Mike, anyone else? Uh, no other hands. Oh, so we're going to say, we will say goodbye today. But if Matt and Jess made it, maybe because there's an hour, uh, hour less time between us. Oh, it <laughs> is now. What? Oh, because we uh because they changed last week so anyway, Matt and Jess are here. Oh all right. Hey Matt, and Jess. All right. Hey Mike. What? Hey Mike. Hey. Uh, yeah, my uh, my time was the same this morning. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Mike. Thank you. Same time as mine. <laughs> we're, we're we're moving ahead. We're moving on. Mike, night. Thank you. Michael Sherman, nice to see you. We got Marty dropping in, yes. Who is it that dropped? Oops. Good place to freeze. He's still waiting for the train. <laughs> He's still waiting. He's still waiting for the train. He Ooh, know. you froze. You froze. We're just what did you say? Oh, it froze. I yeah, said Chris froze. is still waiting for the train. Yeah. Uh, All right. They said hello. Tariq, as always, nice to see you, Tariq. New Jersey's treating you good. Yeah. All right. Good. We got Robert. Robert French from New Zealand. Always a pleasure to see Robert. Esteban M. Nice to see you, Esteban. There's Mia. Mia's writing up the talks that we had in Italy. And so when we get them done, we'll, uh, we'll put them up somehow. 
Yes. Yeah. She's taking out all the years and uh, <laughs> making a couple of the cursed things. Who knows? Yes. Those talks are amazing, Paul. We listen to them often. Oh, the Spain Italy, ones. The Italy I mean, ones. Italy, the Italy ones. I mean, yeah, they're well, all good. But event, that was the easiest thing to do was the talks. The event was beautiful, really. I just can't capture it. It was, there was a, there was a high level aliveness there. It was very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Esther. And we have Beth H. She's, she's, uh, she's left the room, I think. Uh, we have Stefan on having never left. Bill Churchman, Chris, Matt, Julian. Nice to see you, Matt. There he is. He was at the retreat with us. We got Kathleen. Her and her lovely sister was there. Nice to see you. We have John from Florida. Uh, we got uh, Amy, Seattle, Tyler up in Mendocino, Jack G. I don't know where he is, but I know he's on the East Coast. Hey, Greg, Paul. Yes? yes? I just, uh, I loved what you said about. Uh the community and uh, just getting together and hanging out. Um, yeah, awesome. And thanks, man. Yeah, I had no idea that was happen would happen, but I watched it. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. So just observing, there's some power that's happened through the Zoom, pretty good. All right, got Rob from uh, Massachusetts. And to really be clear about it, USA, yes. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> we got to be clear. So important. Important. We got uh, Al from Vegas, Joseph from uh, France. I said hello to Jack. Uh, who else is here? We got Dave, Jesse, Jesse from Ireland. She came, she showed up. Jesse sent a lovely uh, testimonial about the retreat. I think it's up on the website, is it? Or it will be. Very nice. Thanks, Jess. Very nice. Dave and Mandy, Susan Kay. I'm going to go have a latte on you there, Susie. Mandy, Bruce, Richard H. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Sena. Uh, <clears throat> Anu. Anu. I, is she in India still? Nice to see you. Nice to hear from you, Anu. You uh, too, Paul. Yeah, I'm in India there. right now. Very nice, honey. All's well? Yeah, everything good. It's middle of the night here, though. <laughs> what? It's at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, oh, well, good night, hon. See ya. Let's not have a long talk. Yeah. All right, see you. See you, everyone. Hey, uh, let's go to the website under events. All the, all the things that are happening will be on there. And uh, yeah, it's such a pleasure to be, to share the time with all of us. Nice, see you.